1: What's going on, Roto Grinders? I'm Dean. Welcome back to the Sports Car Grinders Show. Uh, of course, Roto Grinders. We specialize in daily fantasy sports. This show, this show, kind of sort of branches out from that uh, concept. In the same world, in the same universe, talk about sports cards. Uh, as per usual, uh, we're gonna have Brennan back with us. Brennan, what's going on, dude? How are things in your world?
2: Things are good. Things are good. I, you know, uh, we've got the finals coming up, which is pretty exciting. And uh, so I think as basketball ends, we start to look towards. Uh, baseball and, and everything else going on. And, uh, for any, for any, uh, NHL fans, we just had the, the Stanley Cup. So it's a, it's a pretty interesting time to be in September and all these things happening, but, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's turning things around here.
1: Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. And we're recording this right now. Tonight is the uh, game one of the NBA Finals. Bye bye. Any heat take on the Lakers? We'll talk about how that series is going to be affected from a card market perspective. And yeah, the baseball playoffs just started as well, too. So it's an amazing time for sports. Of course, we're going into week four in the NFL. Later on in the show, we're going to talk about some NFL players, guys that are hot, guys that are cold, guys we may want to buy now, uh, and how the market's reacting to certain players that have gotten injured, uh, such as CMC and Saquon Barkley. That said, let's say hello to uh, Simon. Simon, what's going on, Simon? How are things in your world?
3: Good, man. Good. Looking forward to uh, to another show. Uh, this is actually uh, going to be my my last show on here. I'm, I'm uh, moving on from Roto-Grinders. I uh, had a great uh, five year run there, uh, and looking forward to the future. But, uh, it's been, it's been great doing the show with you guys. And it's, uh, been a, been definitely been a pleasure.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a bittersweet for sure. Uh, been a pleasure working with you as well. And I can, I wish you the best in your future endeavors. <laughs> Thank uh,
2: you for the rest of a company on.
1: line for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I figure you'd appreciate there, the, the little inside joke. Uh, hey, it's, uh, from, from SCI, sportscarinvestor.com. we are bring back, Jeff Wilson. Jeff, uh, how are things for you?
4: These are great, Dean. Appreciate it.
1: All right. Uh, enough, enough of the pleasantries, enough of the nonsense. So let's dig into the beat. This is what the people want when they watch the show. Of course, we want you guys to like, we want you guys to subscribe, interact in the, uh, the comment section. We do appreciate that. We do read that and we try to reply when possible, when applicable. Uh, that's it. We kind of teased already. We're talking basketball, we're talking football. Uh, let, let, me bring, uh, let's bring Brennan in as far as it's kind of open this up as a general thought. The NBA, we're basically, we're not in the offseason just yet. We're down to two teams in the bubble again. Season's, uh, you know, game one starts today, the NBA finals. Uh Commissioner Silver came out and said the other day, most likely we're talking January, sometime in January, as far as the, the season's going to heat back up again, the next season on layaway, everything is kind of sort of fluid. We don't really know, but that's sort of what they're targeting as a general thought uh, sometime in 2021, most likely January. Uh Brennan, uh, the off season, what are we expecting as far as prices? What are we seeing right now? And is there anything we can take advantage of in a general thought process?
2: Yeah. So I think what we're seeing now is uh there's, there's, typically a few weeks after a player is eliminated where their prices start to decline and then they bottom out. I think very soon you're going to start to see as the finals ends, you're going to start to see, um, you know, all of the content creators, probably ourselves included here soon, shifting the focus to, to next season, which as you said, might start next January. So I think what you're going to see is uh, we'll stop, we'll stop seeing some of these major declines and some of the hot names uh, that we're excited for next year will probably start to tick upwards. Um, you know, guys like Trey Young, Shea Gildress Alexander, um, people, you know, maybe taking Michael Porter Jr. as a second breakout next year. You'll start to see these names talked about in the offseason as big investments, quote-unquote investments, for next year, and you're going to start to see that price movement uh, move upwards. So I think now is about the time to make those lists and, and really gauge whether or not you want to get in on a player um, because as football winds down, the shift will go to basketball and uh, we'll start to see money move back into basketball, which as of right now, it's kind of being shifted away from it.
1: We're going to be showing off that market. We will tool over there at SCI SportsCardInvestor.com in just a second. You guys are going to want to have that. You guys are going to want to have that tool mm. for yourself. How do you go about doing that? Uh, you get 20% off your first payment there. Your first subscription payment at SCI by using the promo code grinders. That's G R I N D E R S. Jeff, you're going to be showing that off in a second. As far as the market we were tool. that said, uh your general thoughts as far as how we're moving into the off season uh from a buying perspective, from a selling perspective. I know you're talking pre-show. Uh you're excited at the prospect because just tell us what's been going on as far as the basketball market uh is a general thought, where we're at now, where we think we're gonna be in a few months.
4: Yeah, so the basketball card market had been red hot for most of this year. I mean, it's been you know, it's been going up and up and up every single month. Easy to make money, just buying cards and watching them go up the next month. But then starting about the middle of August, we started to see a cool-down period. And the cool-down period lasted for about 30 days. It was really the first time that we've seen that type of cool-down in the basketball card market. Uh, going back to right when sports paused, we saw a little bit of a cool-down period then. Prior to that, it had been a really, really long time. Um, and uh, whenever whenever you encounter a period like that, the question becomes – well, how far is this dip gonna go? And is this dip gonna turn around at some point? What's this gonna look like? And and for me, what I would look for when I look at all the charts and graphs in market movers is I look to see the prices start to plateau. And once I see a consistent plateau trend for a number of days, then you start to look to see, am I seeing any type of upwards trend uh, coming on the end of that plateau? And the moment you start to see that, in my opinion, that is a good buying opportunity. Now, of course, I don't have a crystal ball. It's possible that things could tick back down again. But if you look at what happened when sports caused the first when, – when sports paused the first time, you saw this drop in the market. Then you saw a plateau that lasted for several days. Then you started to see things tick back up, and then they've gone up – they went up ever since until this last dip. Well, we right now – and you'll see it when we look at the charts today – we have seen the dip. We have seen the plateau – and now we're starting to see things go back up again. So in my opinion, this could be a prime opportunity to invest, uh, particularly in basketball cards. That's personally what I've been doing.
1: All right, Jeff. So we teased the market we were to. Let's go ahead and show it off a little bit. A couple guys that are outside the bubble looking in. Uh, we'll talk about the players that are still playing Miami and the Lakers in a second, obviously. But uh, you wanted to talk about uh, Ben Simmons. and know we've talked about him several times at this show. What's the story? What's Ben Simmons' cards uh, looking like right now?
4: Sure, yeah. Let me call up uh, Ben Simmons is a interesting guy to look at because he obviously, um, you know, they kind of got exited from the bubble in uh, (laughs) disappointing fashion, early and disappointing fashion, right? And the 76ers definitely underperformed. And if you look at his card prices, I just brought up the graph here. I mean, you could see this huge drop that occurred. Uh, The drop in his case started to occur around the beginning of August when those guys got exited and just went down and down and down. And there was quite a drop that occurred. Like his – his uh, 2016 PRISM rookie card was up at around over $600 uh, back at the beginning of August, and that got all the way down to a low point uh, right here of about $285. So the price of his cards dropped by more than 50% uh, over the course of the few weeks after they got bounced from the bubble. But as you see, those prices stabilized, and they've actually started to tick back up a little bit, with the most recent sale being $400. So still significantly less than what they were, but, uh, quite a bit of a discount from, or, or, but, but significantly less than what they were at their peak, but certainly an improvement from where they were a few weeks ago.
1: Brennan, buy, sell, hold as far as Simmons. I know we speculated several times about the potential of that team splitting up. I don't know who would leave, but there is some speculation out there. What are you doing as far as Simmons?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm buying Ben Simmons. I think when you look at some of his advanced metrics and what he's done in the league outside of team success, um, he's a very good, he's a very good player. He's going to be a very good player for a long time. And I know I've said on the show before that I think if he got any, any resemblance of a, a jump shot, he'd be an MVP candidate. But even without that, I still think he could have multiple all-star appearances on the right team. He could have some playoff success. And we have to keep in mind that back in 2016, the print runs weren't as crazy as they are nowadays. We can see here that Ben Simmons' PSA 10 prism card only has 1,247. In population, that's significantly less, one tenth really of Luca's current prism. So you you also have to imagine as his prices come down, um, you're not running the risk of there being, uh, you know, a balloon in his population. Most of his cards are probably, uh, already graded. If not, um, it's going to go up at a much smaller rate than some of these newer guys. So I love, you know, Ben Simmons is a long-term, uh, buy, uh, and, I can tell you this. I, there's tons of speculation on whether or not they're going to break up the team or they're going to try to bring in a new superstar. We don't really know if that's going to happen. As, as Jeff said, we don't have a crystal ball. But if it does, we're going to see similar action to what we did with Cam Newton when he got picked up by New England. So if you, if you like Ben Simmons as a play, I, I think now would be a good time to buy just because he has good long-term uh, upside as well as he could see some short-term uh, upside as well if he does end up in a different situation where Philly goes a different direction, uh, with the supporting cast.
1: Yeah. And still just turned 24, basically. So he's still plenty, plenty young, obviously. Lots of room to grow. And yeah, we're waiting for that jump shot. And we've seen it before. Like we see it in practice. We see it in pregame and he just doesn't bust it out so often in the games. But, uh, we shall see going forward. Definitely somebody to keep your eye on. Another person we've talked about a ton, uh, throughout this show and basically throughout his rise. And we were, we were in up before the rise as far as MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, up and down season, you know, some games he would get DMPCDs, some, some games he would score 35 real actual points in the bucket. Uh, Denver obviously had a really nice run there. Definitely a team on the rise. Looking like, a, you know, a 300 monster going forward. If uh, you see Murray and Jokic and then MPJ, should take a step forward. Guys like Millsap should take a step back. What do you have for me as far as the market movers tool, Jeff, and uh, your thoughts, your prognostication? Are we in or are we out? Is the price where it should be? Or you expect it to go, to go higher in the future?
4: Well, he shot up incredibly well early, you know, fairly early in the playoffs when he just had some outstanding games and was putting up some big numbers, but his playoffs were very inconsistent. You know, he had some he had some incredible games and then he had some games that were kind of head scratchers where he looked more like a liability. So, he did have a a, a, a amazing rise. Uh if you look if you look uh you could have got his 2018 Prism base card for right around $150 during most of the month of July. That went all the way up in in, uh, early to mid-August to a peak of around $530. And then it started to cool back down a little bit. Part of that was the basketball card market cooling down in general, and part of that was his own performance being kind of a little uneven. It got actually all the way back down to about $211. Most recently, it has sold for $260. So it's still about half the price of where it was when it peaked at the beginning of August at about $530. Um, So it's going to be, it's definitely going to be interesting to watch what his cards do. If you believe in Michael Porter Jr., if you felt like you saw enough flashes from him this postseason to think that he's going to be a real top player in the league, this seems like a pretty good buy opportunity for him right now.
1: Yeah. You know, we mentioned young in Atlanta, there pre-show and, uh, we've had previous conversation. I talk about young being a bad defender and you always tell me, everybody always tells me, who cares? It's Sports card market doesn't care how much, uh, how good or bad he is defensively. It's not, a, that's not something that matters so much. We care about the highlights. We care about the 40 the foot three pointers from the logo. That's good times for sure. It's just a matter of getting some run. And that was the reason why we'd get benched basically there in Denver. He was a liability defensively and he's still young. So you plenty of time to figure that out. Um, so yeah, if, assuming he gets 30, 32, 33, 35 minutes going forward next year. Uh, which I guess is an assumption. We shall see as far as what Coach Malone does. Uh, your thoughts, Brennan, Are we still uh, are we back buying as far as a uh, MPJ, or just kind of wait and see, or what's the story?
2: Yeah. So if you're waiting to buy uh, Michael Porter Jr. now, is probably the time, or see if it drops a little bit more. That being said, he carries a lot more risk than than someone like Ben Simmons. So for one, we see here his PSA tens at 1827, the pop count very similar to Ben Simmons. However, his cards came out in 2018 when we know the print runs were much higher. So I would expect to see the graded population of Michael Porter Jr.'s Prism card to go up in the coming months as PSA works through their backlog, because um, not many people were submitting them early in the year. They didn't know he was this good. So there that carries a little bit of risk. The approach I'm taking with Michael Porter Jr. is I've seen things like his select uh, base cards come down to under 30 bucks even you can get some around 20 if you really look hard enough if you can find them in good condition and then send those in to be graded you're limiting your risk because instead of investing 200 up front for a graded card whose population could go up you're getting something at a little bit less uh you know less of an initial investment you are taking a little bit of a risk getting it graded but for a risky investment like this if i am buying i'm going to try to get it raw and grade it or buy something that maybe isn't as high um, but has some other things going for it. So I have to imagine that select cards have lower populations and are cheaper. Um, I'm probably going away from the prism just because there's so much risk with Michael Porter Jr. We know he has an injury history. He's going to be the third wheel on that team as long as Murray and and Jokic are there. Murray broke out. I I think he's (laughs) going to be you know, one of the best point guards we're going to see in the game for many years. So... If you're looking for, uh, you know, a home run with Michael Porter Jr. as a breakout when he gets full run in an off season that of, of respect, at least from his coach, I'd try to limit your risk by either buying, I, I'd say, so you guys know I love select, buying select a little bit cheaper price, or even buying raw and getting them graded. I think that's the way to go with Michael Porter Jr.
1: Yeah, Denver has one of the best point guards, uh, and they have the best point center as well, too, in Jokic. What, what a fun future it is. A uh, fun time to be a, a Denver fan for sure going forward. Uh, let's talk about teams that are still alive. Of course, again, we talked about it as we're recording this. Miami ticks on the Lakers game one going down tonight. All right. Uh, Anthony Davis. Let's start with Anthony Davis, Jeff. Uh, on the verge, on the uh, well positioned to get his first uh, title. Uh, that, that, that should elevate him to, he's already at superstar status. I, I don't think that's debatable at this point. Uh, what, what is the, uh, What does the market mover tool say? What's it telling us as far as Anthony Davis and his, uh, you know, uh, the perspective as far as uh, sports cards? What what are we looking at? Are we buying? Are we selling? Where are we at?
4: I cannot buy enough Anthony Davis cards right now. And I have bought (laughs) tens of thousands of dollars of Anthony Davis cards over the last two weeks. If you look at this chart in market movers, Many of these sales in this part of the chart are me buying (laughs) buying this card up. I'm looking at his 2012 Prism Basketball Base PSA 10 card, and this is a card that peaked at uh, $3,850 back in early August. But then as the basketball card market started to cool off, this card went all the way down to $1,525 dollars. That's a crazy cool-off. It went from $3,850 to $1,525. That was down like 60 or 70%. And while I can understand a player like uh, Ben Simmons seeing that type of drop because the 76ers were awful and he got bounced from the bubble, I could not believe that we saw that type of drop with Anthony Davis, who has been playing absolutely fabulous and has the Lakers on the verge of potentially winning a title. So I said... Goodness gracious, I am taking advantage of this, and I am buying every Anthony Davis card that I can get my hands on at a reasonable price right now, and that is what I have been doing. Those cards have since gone from $1,525. They're back up to around $2,000. But even at $2,000, this is still a big-time buy for me. I think that this card, you know, with with a, a finals win and maybe a finals MVP, which is possible, probably will go to LeBron, but it's possible it could go to Anthony Davis. I think that this could easily get back to its $3,850 peak again.
1: Yeah, I'm a Heat fan, but I'm also a realist. Uh, Vegas is telling me it's likely that uh, the Lakers are going to win. They're currently a 4-1 to favorite right now. I mean, of course, I think Miami's got a shot. they got a puncher's chance. Sure, why not? But most likely the Lakers take this series, and it's probably LeBron that's going to get that title, but you never know uh, as far as the MVP. Uh, they might get with the Davis as well. Um, you know, the up-and-comer LeBron could use one more to kind of add to his ridiculous resume. Uh, do you have anything to add on that, to Brennan, as far as Davis, or you basically agree with that across the board?
2: I, I agree with that across the board. The only thing I'll add is, you know, in, it, when you look at investing in sports cards, a lot of times we talk about these flashy young players mm-hmm. that probably, if you were to really sit down and, and try to gauge it out, have little chance of being a top 100 or top 50 player in the NBA. I think if Anthony Davis wins a couple of rings in L.A., including this year, you got to put him at least in the conversation of top 100, maybe even top 50. And those are the types of players that prove to be great long-term investments. So I'm with Jeff. I can't believe his price came down, especially since their chances every step of the way has gotten easier and easier to win this title. And he's one of, I'd say, maybe five or six guys in the NBA that aren't already in the top 50 that have a chance of getting there. And so I, I don't know why you wouldn't take this opportunity. The only argument to justify this drop is if you think the sports car market is just going to fall in general. If you think that we've hit a bubble in the entire market and it's not going to recover, then that—that's the only reason why I could see any reason why his cards have dropped this far. And I'm not in that camp. I don't believe that to be true. But that's the only argument I could hear to where you could justify his prices going down given the context around him. Little curveball. You think there's any chance uh, he's only got one more year left? One more year left on his contract. And LeBron's been
1: absolutely amazing. He arguably be the best player again in the, of the, of the league this year, at least you know on the front board nothing else. I mean, it's pop- we don't know he's going to be a Laker forever. He might tie himself someplace else. He might he might join with Kawhi. Who the heck knows? I don't know. Uh, is there any speculation? I've heard people talk about that kind of tease the idea of him maybe not necessarily staying there. And LeBron's amazing, but he's not going to be there in five years, and he's going to be around in five years, and he probably wants to. I don't know. Just a thought. Just throwing it out there. Have you considered this?
2: I, I have not considered it, um, but I, I would say that it's a very long shot. I mean, we know he wants to do stuff after basketball, and L.A. is the right place to be if you're looking to get into yeah. movies and, and stuff like that. And also the move, I think, from, from Cleveland to L.A. was not easy on his family, but I think it was one preferred by his family. I think they liked the city of L.A. So for him to uproot his family and uh, be a detriment to any future endeavors he might have, like, I, I, I highly doubt it unless this thing were to implode like we saw with the Clippers. Yeah, Jeff, you mentioned LeBron a couple of times. What's the story of LeBron?
1: I have my eye on LeBron, the LeBron market right now. I'm looking to buy something kind of just jumping throughout eBay in different places and trying to see if I can get the, you know, the, find the right spot as my, uh, my first big purchase back into the market. What do you have for me as far as LeBron?
4: Yeah, LeBron's cards did soften a little bit, but nowhere near as much as Anthony Davis or Ben Simmons, you know, or any of the other guys whose graphs we're going to show today. They ticked down a little bit, uh, from their highs in, uh, you know, er in about the early to mid, uh, August, uh, to where they are today. The top line on this graph is his 2003 tops chrome in PSA 10 and the bottom line is his 2003 tops in PSA 10. Uh between the two, I mean, you know, the Tops Chrome is obviously a much more expensive car. The most recent sales of that one have been thirteen thousand five hundred dollars, whereas the regular Tops is about 4500 $4, dollars. Um, I at this moment in time, from a value standpoint, I like the regular Tops a little bit better. It's actually slightly lower population. Uh there's only one thousand six hundred and sixty-seven of them, versus the tops chrome, there's slightly more population. People prefer the top Chrome's because the picture's better. This is the what the tops Chrome looks like right there. So it's a, you know, it's an action shot where the regular tops is uh, him just holding his Cleveland jersey on draft day. So um, you know, there's there's a uh, you know the the reg the tops Chrome's more popular, obviously more expensive. Um, but I like the value of the tops right now. Uh, but in either case, honestly, whether it's either of these cards or any LeBron James card, in my opinion, you cannot go wrong with LeBron James cards. In my opinion, I mean, he's, he is, regardless of what happens with the Lakers in the finals, he is well cemented as the greatest player of our, of our current generation. Uh, and, uh, I think all of his cars are keepsakes.
1: Yeah. Brennan, I know I've not bounced some, some ideas off of you in the Discord. Feel free to join the RG Discord channel. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Go ahead and check that out. Brandon's lurking in there. Chief's lurking in there. Hedgehoppers. I'm not, I'm not sure if Simon's still going to be lurking in there. Maybe not. He was. He had a good run, if nothing else. But for the record, we're not freezing out Simon on this last show. He's just more of a football guy. He'll Gene, he just showed your hand, man. He
3: just showed your hand. Is this,
1: is this impersonal? It just sort of worked <laughs> out this way. We'll talk about football soon enough. Uh, if you guys are watching again, if you see that market mover tool that's being shown off there by, by Jeff. Like how do I, how do I get to use that myself as far as other cards we'll look at? Uh, get yourself 20% off your first payment at SCI, using the promo code Grinders, G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S. Brennan, what, what's there to say about LeBron?
2: yeah i there's not much more else to say and actually i'd love to get jeff's take on this but what i have found is that even the secondary lebron cards are kind of priced out rookie cards are priced out of a lot of people's budgets so i've been trying to think of creative ways to get exposure to lebron and two of the ways i keep going are his second year tops grown since it's an iconic brand and a beautiful picture uh but also some of the more modern like parallels like of of him in a heat jersey or an l a jersey Jeff, what do you think? What's the best place to go if you can't afford a, a 3000 dollars LeBron James rookie card?
4: Well, I think second year's great. Absolutely would take a look there. Um I would I would look for his first Lakers jersey cards. Um they've gotten a lot of popularity. Some of them have become very expensive. The the Prism, you know, from this from this year uh, has become very expensive because of the fact that it's his first Lakers jersey card. But I would look at his first Lakers jersey cards. I'm not as high on kind of the random parallels throughout the years or random cards throughout the years, just because there's so many of those from so many different years that, you know, what makes this particular parallel from this year necessarily more valuable than this particular parallel from this other year. Um, but you can always point to his second year card and say, well, that's his second year card, or you can always point to his first card in a Lakers jersey and say, that's his first card in a Lakers jersey. So, I, I'm more akin to the cards that kind of have an explanation to them as to why there's some premium value associated with that card.
1: All right. Let's pivot to my, my Miami Heat here. Uh, who do we want to bat first? Let's talk about Jimmy Butler, uh, Jeff. Uh, you know, Butler, I, we've talked about this more on previous shows too. It's so weird how he's bounced around. He's been on four different teams in the last, like, four years. And, you know, the, the rumor got thrown around. He's a uh, locker room cancer or whatever. And some players have come up and said that's not necessarily true. And maybe, just maybe – Maybe Minnesota's a terrible organization. Maybe Chicago's a terrible organization. Maybe Philadelphia, a bit of a disaster. Maybe that's possible, too. Uh What are your thoughts? What are we looking at as far as Jimmy Butler? And he's not young. He's, like, 30, I want to say. But, uh you know, we're in the finals. If, if the Miami Heat win it, I'd assume Butler has a lot to say about that. We'll talk about the youngins in a second. But uh what are we looking at as far as Butler?
4: Well, his rookie cards from that iconic 2012 Prism set that features him and Kawhi and Anthony Davis and, you know, so many other stars like, uh, Bradley Beal and Clay Thompson. So many guys are in that iconic 2012. Kyrie Irving, it's a, the, the list is amazing. Uh, but he's certainly one of the big ones from that 2012 set. Um, I even forget, I even forgot Damian Lillard. He's in that set too, right? The list goes on and on. Um, but, uh, Jimmy Butler, so his cards, his cards have generally been hot. As you can see, they've actually come down some in recent weeks, and it's only because they had gone up so much in the weeks before, and we saw a little bit of that softening of the basketball card market affect him. Uh, but his rookie card uh, prior to the playoffs really getting going was down around $400 for this 2012 Prism PSA 10. It reached a peak of around $1,150. It's down now. <laughs> Excuse me. It's down now at about um, 618. So honestly, I think it's a fairly good value. Uh, the fact that it it has you know come down. Uh, I, of course, I think some people are already. I think recent sales in the last few days have are anticipating that maybe his run is over. Maybe they're going to get the loss to the Lakers and then his run is going to be over. Whereas some of the sales that were you know up at a thousand dollars plus were really when they were progressing through the playoffs and having that incredible run.
2: Brandon Jimmy Butler. By the way, let me just correct myself. He just turned 31, for the record. But uh, thoughts on Butler? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have much thoughts on Butler. I think this, he's highly relying on big opportunities like this. So unless you think Miami builds a little something here to where they go to maybe one or two more finals, I don't know if he can do enough this late in his career to make him a, a great long term hold, especially at these current prices. So if you are a Butler fan and one in on that action. I'm probably looking to wait for after the finals, if they win probably even further. Um, but I don't see a lot of opportunity for him. Uh, a lot of long-term upside for him. I agree with that, but uh, I'm curious, your thoughts, uh, chances, he gets in the hall of fame. Oh, uh, it's, it's probably going to be borderline for me. I, I would not have him in right now. Um, but hmm. I haven't really taken a, a deep look into his career could I make, could I convince myself of it if I looked at his data enough? Maybe, but my gut tells me no. I think there's quite a few other people I'd put in ahead of him in the league right now.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't, you can you could pick, you can decide this guy or that guy, but yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, if they win, if they beat the Lakers, I think that that's a good selling point. But again, that's a big if, obviously. And he needs a few more, a few more years at this kind of level, obviously, as well, too. But, uh, Jeff, if you have any thoughts on that, by all means. But then let's talk about Bam out of bio.
4: Yeah. Um, I think, I think, Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't have anything more to add. Obviously, if if he beats the Lakers, all bets are off. If not, then, you know, it, it's, uh, uh, you know, he may have seen his peak at the moment, but he could be an interesting guy to have for future years that the Heat can keep doing this. Bam Adebayo is another guy who has had an absolutely incredible run in his car prices this year. In fact, I'm going to make his, I'm going to expand his graph. Uh, right now it's only showing the last 90 days, but let me expand his graph to go back to, uh, all of our data that we're tracking, this goes back to the beginning of 2020 and that shows a more true story about how his cards have progressed this year because this was not a expensive card. When we go back to January, this was a $35 card, a $32 card back in January. And this is his 2017 Prism base card in PSA 10. So literally 30 bucks you could have bought this card. Most recent sales of this card are up over $400. So that is a 800% increase over the course of the nine months so far this year. Um, so uh, he's obviously been an exciting player, much like Jimmy Butler. Like I think at the moment, um, you know, there's not much higher he can go right this moment unless they happen to pull it off against the Lakers. However, unlike Jimmy Butler, since Bam Adebayo is still so young in his career, he probably has some more upside in terms of what his cards could potentially do next season. And the season after. So I, you know, I, I'm pretty bullish on Bam Adebayo out of, out of overall. Um, and, uh, you know, just maybe not right at this moment, maybe look to buy him if they get eliminated by the Lakers, you know, maybe look to buy him, you know, a month down the road.
1: Yeah. Still just 23, just turned 23 in July, actually. And we talked about offensive defensive players and, you know, we don't, defensive players aren't necessarily sexy in the sports card market, but he made one of the greatest defensive players in the playoffs of all time, arguably, you know, the chase down block people remember for LeBron, obviously. Against the Warriors a few years back, but that the game saver against uh, I think that was against Tatum. I should remember this. I'm pretty sure it's against Tatum. Uh, you tell me, Brandon. Am I correct? And uh, I, you're a Kentucky guy as well, too. I believe you went to Kentucky. I'm not a big college basketball uh, fan, but uh, don't let that influence your
2: thoughts as far as Bam uh, going forward. Are we in? Are we out? I did. I did. I did go to school in Kentucky. I did not go to Kentucky, mm-hmm. but my wife is is from just outside of Lexington, so uh, she was a huge fan, and and I have become a huge fan. Um, yeah, Kentucky's a funny program to come out of, and we've seen this with guys like Jamal Murray and, and Devin Booker. You don't really get to show your entire skill set there. There's just always so much talent, and, and, and Calipari only asks you to do so much. We're starting to see just the full breadth of, of Bam Adebayo's arsenal. I mean, he's a great defensive player. He's switchable. He's a great passer, although some of those are inflated by all the dribble handoffs. He gets to just hand off to Duncan Robinson and Hero to drill the threes. Um, but he is a good passer, and, you know, He's still got to work on his ISO isolation game. He he works really well in that offense, but I think from a you know back to the basket or a a shooter, he's just not there yet. But I think he'll get there. He's a great free throw shooter. So like Jeff said, he's so young. Like I think that he is going to be a core player on this team for a long time. And we know the Heat is a great culture. It's a winning organization, and that means great things for Bam Adebayo's future, especially already with one Finals under his belt. So I, I love Bam long-term. Um, another thing is he just, I think he got cut or chose to leave the Team USA, but he's in that pipeline. So if he has some Olympic moments uh in his career, I think that can only help him. So I think there's a lot going for Bam as a long-term buy. Now's probably not the time with the run-up the heat of scene. But, you know, wait for the the inevitable dip of his cards at some point and, and get in. I think he's a great long-term buy. Yeah, so I was reading this before
1: the show actually. Uh, depending on where it looks like right now, the most likely scenario is the next NBA season will conflict with the next Olympics. So it's mm. going to put, uh, you know, the next Olympics will be in July, July 23rd, I believe, which the NBA will theoretically still going on. Everything is fluid, but I don't know if they're going to have NBA players. It might to be sending college kids. It'll be interesting to see how that goes down. Like back uh, before the Dream Team and all that kind of everything really changed back then. Um, speaking of Bam Adebayo, he is taking credit for. Tipping off Pat Riley and saying, hey, Pat, you might want to draft my former teammate, Tyler Hero, there back at Kentucky. Uh Not this big national name, like drafted, with 13 overall, whatever it was. And he's certainly elevated in the bubble. He had that 37, 38-point game. We're going absolutely nuts there for Miami. And, you know, it's clearly been two different seasons for him. He's, he's 20 years old, and he's taken a massive step so far in the league. So uh, he's looking like an awesome, awesome pick there for Miami. Like a big future ahead of just 20 years old, like you say. Uh, what, what's the card market reflecting as far as Tyler Hero, Jeff?
4: yeah I, Tyler hero has been one of the hottest cards of this entire off season obviously he's a rookie card, so people are you know people are I shouldn't say this off season by the way I should see the playoffs. he's one of the hottest cards of the playoffs. he's a rookie card, so people have been you know chasing him like crazy thinking you know he's now becoming um you know clearly the clearly you know up there with Zion and Ja in terms of you know how people are looking at his cards. This is his twenty nineteen prism. Base card in PSA 10, and you can see that even, even three months ago, uh, this card was down at about $145, $150, $160, right in that range, trading pretty consistently. And, uh, this card is, I mean, this card has absolutely been peaking in recent days, over $400, as much as $450 is where this card has, has come. So, you know, a huge, uh, huge increase for him over the course of the, of the bubble. Um, and while many basketball players saw their cards soften uh, due to kind of the basketball card mar- market cooling down a little bit, you can see Tyler hero is one of the very few that have not seen that at all. His cards have just been going up and up.
1: Yeah. Uh, behind Zion, behind Ja, obviously as far as the hype, but I think he's catching up and I was even making the argument on Twitter that if in a redraft, I think he's the third pick overall, maybe Clark, maybe Barrett. I suppose people are kind of throwing out there, but, and I think Brandon, you even chimed in, but I think right now, I think it's Hero. Maybe I'm president of the mobile. You can call me in that if you want to, but I think he's the third best asset as of right now. Uh, just from a, you know, if I'm a GM in the league, who do I want on my team perspective? What say you? And how about from the car perspective? What are we doing with Tyler Hero?
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think from a, uh, You know, asset to their team perspective, Hero's probably the third best. I still don't know that the Knicks, even knowing what Tyler Hero is, takes him over a guy like RJ who has an upside of a franchise cornerstone. I mean, we're asking Tyler Hero to do exactly what he was designed to do as an NBA player with several guys ahead of him in the pecking order. I mean, you could argue that in some games he's the second or third guy, but I would argue Drogic, uh, Bam and, and Butler are kind of take all the heat off of them. So I don't know that I would draft him third if I'm the Knicks. If the Heat were third, yeah, of course, they're going to take him all day of the week. So I, th- I think he's a great fit for this organization. Um, that being said, he showed me – I thought he was just a three-point shooter. He showed me more in this playoff run than, than I thought that he had, and we talked about this in the last show. I love guys with an edge, and, and hearing that he named himself a Bucket, just tells me that he's got all of the confidence in the world to do what he needs to do to, to continue round his game out. So I think he's a great, uh, a long-term buy again. Uh, that being said, you know, when the rest of the market is dipped, he's going up. So I would, I would wait. I mean, as we saw with Michael Porter Jr., the second you're out of the limelight, your, your cards start to, to normalize again. So, um, I'm a huge fan of his. I'd put him in the top five in this draft for sure. No doubt. Uh, and I think he's got a great career ahead of him, especially if they build a core around him and BAM in, in Miami. All
1: right, Simon, we're uh, pivoting to, to, to football, so we're going to unfreeze you. We're three weeks in as far as the NFL season. Uh, we're going to talk about some players specifically. Jeff has some charts he's going to show off as far as the market movers. But uh, you have any general thoughts here, Simon, as far as three weeks in? And we'll kind of delve into the names.
3: Yeah, I've noticed that some of the names that we were touting in the in the preseason and during the early weeks, uh, like Dak and and uh, Deshaun, uh, they've been performing all right, the players themselves. But like the teams have not been doing so well as a whole. I think the defenses of both those teams are really struggling, and and uh, they haven't been picking up wins. Houston's had a really difficult schedule, but Dallas really has. Uh, you know, they should, they should have, they should have had at least two wins by now. So their card prices are being affected. Uh, it might be an opportunity to buy on, on Dak, I would think. Deshaun Watson, you know, like the, the Texans really do not look good this year. So, uh, so that might be one to kind of hold off on. Um, Cleveland, we, we've been talking about Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham, uh, for a few weeks now. And, and they're getting into the easy part of their schedule. And, and like we, uh, like we were talking about, like they've won the last two games, so I think I think Baker uh, could pick up some momentum. But in general, like during the season, there's been a ton of injuries and big name players too being injured, not just you know like average average players. So it's Christian McCaffrey, uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, you've had um, uh, you've had a rookie rookie quarterback step up with uh, with Herbert over in. Uh, Los Angeles. So you've had some, some opportunity opening up for a lot of these, a lot of these hot rookies. And it was like the the perfect rookie class to, uh, to start getting some of these opportunities. Also in Denver, um, Jerry Judy and uh, KJ Hamler are going to be getting some, some opportunity now that Cortland Sutton's out for the season. So we've had some big names that have uh, been hurt and their seasons have come to an end. And it's, it's as far as the rookie class, it's 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 good timing for the rookie class of this year. It's a hot rookie class as it is. And I, I'm interested in uh, Jeff's take on, on why he thinks that's going to do for the demand of these 2020 uh, card sets.
1: Jeff, you have general thoughts on that as far as the rookie class?
4: Well, the rookie class absolutely drives the value of any particular product, right? So if you go back and you look, uh, for example, at buying sealed wax. So, you know, behind me, I've got all these boxes from, you know, prior years. Like here I've got 20, I've got this year's select basketball, but then I've got 2018, 19, 2017, 18, 2016, 15 above me, 2015, 2014, 2013, 2012. And, and the value of what those boxes are worth, they're all still sealed, it varies so greatly. And it varies so greatly based upon who the rookie cards – what the rookie class was. Um, and so you take, for example, in basketball, you take a 2018-19 where you had Luca and Trey Young, and that is by far your most valuable out of all these boxes. <laughs> but the 2017 box has started to become a little more valuable recently because obviously Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell both shined in the playoffs. Something like the 2016 box, pretty quiet. Or the 2014 box, pretty quiet at the moment, Right. Um, and so, you know, so you see these big, dis- these big differences emerge and it's all based on the rookie class. So, I mean, I agree with what Simon said, the, uh, Simon said, that's funny. I uh, the, the, uh, the rookie class, uh, the rookie classes this year, um, in football, it looks really promising. I mean, it, it, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow alone. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I saw what that guy did in college firsthand. I went to, you know, I was there in person watching his, uh, his abilities in some of those games and, um. Uh, it, 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 it's going to be interesting to see what he and all of his counterparts can do in the pros. And if so, then that definitely is going to help the value of 20, uh, 2020 football boxes without a doubt.
1: I love that you have the props just right there to point, uh, just kind of right on hand. that's a beautiful backdrop, obviously. Good to put it to, put it to good use. Uh, a couple of the under, underperforming guys that Simon mentioned, I'm just curious what you have as far as the market movers that we're looking at, as far as Dak, as far as Watson. And I, before you dig, dig into it, I wanted to mention, uh, uh, he was talking about the schedule for Houston being pretty rough. Kansas City, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh right at the gate. And we talked about this on a previous show. If you want to be savvy, next level, like look at the schedule, look at the next three, four, or five weeks, and maybe you can get. If you tell us that Watson, this price is down right now, which I suspect it will be. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Minnesota next, who's got a horrendous defense. Then Jacksonville, then Tennessee, then Green Bay, then Jacksonville again. In theory, he should really turn it around pretty quickly this next month or so. What are you seeing as far as Dak and Watson?
4: Yeah, well, Watson's prices—you are right—they are down a lot, and this pains me to say because I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan, and I even—I even suggested that his cards would be a good buy going into the season. But obviously, I didn't expect the 0-3 start, and I didn't expect the Texans to look as bad as uh, they have. But um, but you are right—that future schedule makes all the difference in the world to you know how a team and a quarterback can start to look and. And so, potentially, uh, Watson has the opportunity to turn things around and get his cards on the uprise again. You can see the graph on your screen. I mean, these were cards that if you go back to the beginning of the season, they were around $900, uh, upwards of $900. This is his 2017 Prism Silver PSA 10 card. And this card is now down to $510. So, I mean, that's a pretty steep drop over the course of just a few weeks. So, hopefully, that's something that we can see Watson turn around. Dax graph looks somewhat similar, uh, but not quite as jarring of a drop. Uh, Dax cards went up tremendously, uh, leading up to the season. Um, and, uh, even the first week of the season, uh, his cards were still going up. Uh, but they have come, to, come, 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 down some. They've come down from a peak of uh, $1,425 about two weeks ago down to about $849. So they've, they've almost dropped in half over the last couple of weeks. This is his 2016 PRISM football silver PSA 10 card.
1: Yeah, Dallas very, very likely or very very well could be 0-3 if not for Atlanta just completely combusting in the fourth quarter, as we've seen before multiple times this year, and then in the Super Bowl as well too. Uh, Hey, how about uh, very, very super early potential MVP candidates? Uh, Russ Wilson's been absolutely insane. They are letting him cook finally. Carroll's not just like three yards, cloud of dust, that kind of thing. They're opening up. They're welcoming you know, play calling in 2020, and Wilson is not disappointed. Uh, we'll talk about Josh Allen in a second. If you want to group those guys together, Allen's been awesome, too, for Buffalo as well. Uh That's who I threw out there as possible. MVP candidates. This is super early, but uh I'd imagine Wilson's cards are popping. It's reflecting as far as the recent play.
4: It is, and I just brought his graph up of his 2012 prison mm-hmm. Football PSA 10, and this card's up 427% over mm-hmm. the last 90 days. You can see that trend line just going up and up and up. This was a card that was about $500 back in uh, July. This card is now all the way up at $2,700. So that's a huge increase for Russell Wilson. Josh Allen has also done extremely well, too. Josh Allen has about a 200% increase over the last 90 days. Uh, his 2018 PRISM base card in PSA 10 was around 200 dollars Back at the beginning of July, that is a card that most recently is selling for $635. Uh, So Josh Allen is actually now overtaken Deshaun Watson in terms of the value of his base rookie card. All right,
1: Simon, jump in here. Yeah, 14 touchdowns, one interception for the first three games there for Wilson. Uh, Just absolutely crushing. Looks amazing. He has some receivers that are really uh, interesting as well, too. We'll talk about Metcalf in a second. Not just that he made that goofy play last week. He's also had a good season besides you know, not scoring on the one-yard line and fumbling into the end zone, whatever. We'll we'll forgive him for that. He made up up for it later on in the game. Uh, Simon, your thoughts as far as Wilson and Allen?
3: I think with Allen, I I think I heard a stat that he's also one of the most efficient passers so far this season. So that's a big uh, change from his past seasons. I know uh, Josh Allen is one guy that's Evan Silva – uh, analyst that we probably all know and respect uh, was was touting as a potential MVP candidate at the beginning of the season, and so far from what we've seen this season, I mean he's he's definitely playing up to uh, uh, a high caliber. So that's an interesting one to watch. In the uh, the price, if I'm I'm looking at the chart right now that Jeff called up, and it looks like uh it looks like a, a cup. Formation. If we were looking at a stock, like the the, the previous high over there, what is that? Like seven hundred dollars. If he passes, yeah, like enough. if this was a stock, if if it was passing uh, seven hundred dollars, I'd be looking for it to to kind of break out. I don't know if they're going to perform the same way as far as investor mentality, but that's that's something interesting to watch there. Um, with uh, with Russell Wilson, you know, like definitely interested in him Uh, he could have uh, you know like a record-breaking season this this season if they let him continue to throw Uh, we all know what he's capable of and they're finally letting him cook as they say so we'll we'll see what he's able to do uh, this season but he's definitely looking good and uh if he performs up to what he's uh potentially able to then i could definitely see his his card continue to rise it's at 3000 now when you compare that to guys like lamar jackson and and uh, patrick mahomes and you look at their um their history like what they've done in their career russell wilson has uh he's he's been uh, he's been a superstar for years so i i could definitely see his his card uh continuing to rise and that also looks like it's it's uh like just on on the uh, on the doorstep of his uh, his all time or his his recent high there. So I wouldn't be surprised if it can uh, break through that high and and continue to go up there.
1: Mahomes just continues to like surprise and impress. That dude's just mm-hmm. absolutely incredible on a different level. Uh, you know, just incredible last night versus that Baltimore defense. Uh, he, I assume he's a great buy. We're not talking about Mahomes, but like he seems like gold to me. But what do I know? Uh, all right, Nick Chubb, DK Metcalf. We talked about the, one of those receivers there for Russ. Caught two two long ones yesterday. You know he's having a great year, with the exception of that one goofy play. Uh, what do you have for me as far as market movers? What are we seeing here, Jeff? As far as Nick Chubb, off to a nice start, and DK Metcalf.
4: Yeah, both of those guys have been extremely hot. Um, I don't have their graphs up, but I can tell you just anecdotally, they have been. Uh, both of their cards have been going up uh, uh, really well. In fact, in uh, we do a top five. Uh, hottest sports cards of the week every week on my sports card investor youtube channel and both dk metcalf and nick chubb made the top five this week uh nick chubb scored uh two touchdowns this past sunday two touchdowns the sunday before that broke a 100 yards in both of those games dk metcalf obviously has had the great connection with russell wilson caught that huge touchdown at the end of this last game this past sunday as well so both of them have cards that are very much on the rise
1: yeah, I know going into this season, people are very much concerned with, uh, Kareem Hunt getting signed there in Cleveland and extended and, you know, at only one football, how they're going to split it up. And both of them have done well, at least so far in a small sample. Both Chubb and Hunt have survived, uh, you know, perfectly fine and uh, put up a pretty solid numbers. Simon, do you have a take as far as Chubb and as far as, uh, Metcalf?
3: Um, I, I like both players. I think DK Metcalf has, uh, he's been having a pretty, pretty decent, uh, potential breakout season. I mean, he had a breakout season his rookie season, but he's, he's been building on that in his second season. So I, you know, I, I would see, depending on, on how high that price is and, and comparing it to other players of, of his caliber or maybe some players like DeAndre Hopkins and guys like that that are a little more established, just a, just to compare uh, what what the prices are doing, but like he could uh, he could potentially be a buy, um and and Chubb, you know like I I wouldn't imagine his his prices have shot up to the point where he's unattainable at this point because as we've been talking about in previous weeks the uh, the running backs and, and wide receivers tend to lag as far as popularity in the card market to these these quarterbacks so Chubb could still be undervalued um but yeah I mean I'd be a little more cautious with Chubb just because of the competition he has in the backfield with Kareem Hunt. We don't know how that might play out. If if Cleveland's schedule ends up being as easy as we think it is, though, for the rest of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some, some big numbers coming out of that those running backs.
1: All right, lastly, a couple running backs that are injured currently. Saquon is done for the year, CMC Christian McCaffrey, should be back, I don't know, within a month or so. I could be wrong on that prognostication. More or less, I think that's what it is out there. I know it's on the IL, but of course the IL this year is just three weeks, I believe. Uh, I presume here, Jeff, that the market is reflecting this and these cards are down.
4: Yeah, I'm going to call up Saquon Barkley's cards as we talk, but yeah, it is. I, I've, um, I, I've seen that. Unfortunately, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to see that type of thing happen, particularly for me because Saquon Barkley was on my fantasy team. Uh, I needed him to, uh, I needed him to have a good year, but, um, you know, it's, you hate, you hate when that happens. And so, yeah, I just brought up his, uh, graph on the screen and wow, the fall is dramatic. I mean, it is dramatic to look at. These were cards that had gone up a lot in the offseason. And just a couple of weeks ago, uh, his 2018 prism, uh, base card in PSA 10 was $435. That was right before the injury. The injury occurs and this card is now all the way down at $169. So this card has more, you know, lost more than 50% greater than 60. I think it's lost about 70% of its value over the course of the last two weeks since that injury occurred. So, I mean, yeah, just, just painful to look at.
1: So what do you do as an investor? Where does it have to drop for you to say, well, I mean, obviously, you know, for it to pay off, I imagine you have to wait till next year. Because I wouldn't think it's going to, go. maybe in the offseason, kind of some momentum, like you see good, uh, you know, he's recovering well and yada, yada, yada. He's still a young guy, not on a great team for what it's worth, in a good market. Uh, at what point, how low does it have to go for you to say, I'm going to, I'm going to buy back in on Barkley?
4: I don't know. Running backs are so risky to buy for that reason. As a sports card investor, I have a difficult time suggesting to anybody that they are at a buy point with a running back because you just never know. The only, the only running backs who I've, I personally have ever gotten in on are guys who I thought were, were pretty low priced and I thought were underappreciated. For example, this offseason, Josh Jacobs was in that boat where his cards were pretty inexpensive, a lot more inexpensive than Saquon Barkley's cards were. And I felt like there was some value there, but outside of trying to get some value buys, I've been nervous about running backs. So, I mean, maybe, maybe you could make the argument that Saquon Barkley is a value buy at this moment in time. Maybe he is. But um, I don't know. The Giants are a real bad team, uh, and it, you know he's—it it scares me in terms of what he's going to be coming back to and what he's going to look like when he comes back.
1: Yeah, fire up that uh, CMC chart. We'll, t- we'll look at it in a second. Simon, any thoughts as far as uh, Barkley?
3: I'm I'm with Jeff on that one. I, I think you've got plenty of time to see what the price does on this card. I mean, we've got the rest of this season, and then we got the entire off season. And we've seen what happened to football cards and, and basketball cards when the off season starts to come around and that fatigue starts to weigh in. So I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be looking to buy any time soon.
1: What are we seeing with McCaffrey? He should be back at some point this season. Uh, CMC, uh, prognostication. Are we, we buying? Is he dropping enough where he's all of a sudden interesting? What are you seeing, Jeff? Yeah.
4: Yeah, his rookie cards are 2017 Prism, so I just brought up his 2017 Prism Silver. It has gone down a little bit, but not to the same extent by any means as Saquon Barkley. I, I think people are anticipating, you know, his injury is not as bad. He'll be back. And Carolina is at least a little bit better of a team, uh, even though they're not great. Um, his um, 2017, it peaked at about $869. Uh, it was around $800 uh, before he got injured. And then that has dropped. The most recent sale was around $500. So, I mean, there's definitely been a drop without a doubt, uh, but it's not quite as drastic of a, of a drop as we saw with Saquon.
1: Uh, high ankle sprain. They're saying he's going to be out mm-hmm. between four to six weeks. Of course, he was out last week too. So I guess now it's three to five weeks by my UCF math. Uh, thoughts here, Simon, as far as CMC?
3: Um, I'd probably be avoiding that one too, just because we've seen what high ankle sprains do to a running back, uh, last year with Kamara. When he came back a little too soon, probably from his high ankle sprain, he he didn't have the the best year of his career. He he didn't look very good last year, and you can see like the difference an off season made for him. Uh, now he's lighting it up. So, Christian McCaffrey, I would hold off on that. Maybe see what he's like when he when he uh, returns if he performs poorly you could get a further drop in his prices and then an opportunity to buy in the in the offseason if you're interested in him
1: we're going to segue right into our mail day before you do i mean do you have any other thoughts as general thoughts jeff as far as uh you know the football card market i know you can't talk about everybody in this show people don't want to hear every single name, but is there anybody we kind of left out anybody we should sort of focus on uh, keep an eye on going forward any general thoughts to close us out as far as football
4: uh, well, you know, players definitely benefit from playoff runs. And so as as the playoff, you know, as, as the teams with the real playoff potential become a little bit more clear, um, focusing in on players who have the potential, you know, to have that type of playoff run uh, is always a good bet. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I haven't looked at Aaron Rodgers' car prices in the last couple of weeks, but obviously they've been off to a hot start. He's been playing really well. Um, and so, you know, uh, and, and his cards in the off season, you know, weren't, weren't as good as you would have hoped them to be. Um, you know, so there may have been some potential there that potential may be gone by this point though, you know, those cards have probably have already gone up quite a bit. Um, but you know, I, I'd look at teams like that, that, that look like they've got a strong case for the playoffs as the season goes on. And then maybe start thinking about picking up a player who, or two, who could have a little bit of breakout, you know, over the course of the playoffs.
1: All right. Mail day cards in just a second. You guys are going to tell us your socials, tell the people where they can find you. Of course, we do ask you like, we do ask you subscribe. Uh, let's beat the analytics here. As far as the YouTube, we much appreciate you guys watching. Feel free to talk in the comment section. We'll do our best to, uh, reply if it's relevant. Of course, right on cue, it's raining here. So my apologies if you guys are hearing rain in the background, that's just how it goes down here in Florida. Sometimes, uh, mail day, who's batting first, Brennan, you're batting first. Tell us the card you're going to be showing off and, uh, you know, again, tell the people where they can find you on the socials.
2: Sure. Yeah, I got a couple for you. Uh, on the last show, we had reviewed Anthony Davis's charts as we did on this one, and we're just uh, baffled by the decline. So I had to go out and get one. I didn't have any as a Kentucky person. That's probably a-, a sin around that part of town. So I picked up a nice Anthony Davis card, and then I also picked up a Shaq card, which I haven't had a chance to grab yet. And his cards actually came down about 50%. I mean, he's not even in – he's not active. He's far from being active. So unless he had a bad segment on uh, TNT, I don't know what would have driven his prices down as much as they came down. So I was able to pick up that tops gold uh, shack card, which is my favorite to pick up one because the picture's funny. The guy guarding him does not look mm-hmm. like he wants any part of it. And then, uh, of course, the gold parallel is quite a bit more rare than uh, the regular tops. So I'm pretty excited to bring those guys in. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the DFS Advisor. Um I'm I'm starting to, to kinda put out some tidbits. Uh yesterday I tweeted about John Morant's prism variation, which was about the same price as his base variation, despite being twenty eight times more rare. So uh if you're if you if you like those sorts of things, uh you can follow me on either of those places.
4: Yeah. Yeah, well, you can find me at SportsCardInvestor. Uh, SportsCardInvestor.com is where you can find a bunch of articles as well as access to the Market Movers data platform we've been showing off today. Uh, and as you mentioned already, Dean, if you use promo code GRINDERS, that is 20% off your uh, subscription uh, to Sports Card Investor and Market Movers. Um, and uh, we're Sports Card Investor on all the socials. Uh, in terms of a mail day, I have been buying a lot of basketball cards um, I In my photo here, I'm showing off some 2012 cards that I've been buying. So obviously, Anthony Davis, uh, I already mentioned him. Uh, but also from that 2012 Prism set, Kawhi Leonard and Damian Lillard, since both of them are so far down from where they were uh, at their peak point about a month ago, um, I've been buying some of their cards. And then that last card in the photo is an Anthony Davis 2012 Select Hot Rookies card. It's a really attractive card. I really like the visual design of those Hot Rookies cards. Um, and I think that's a very undervalued, underappreciated card. Um, those are, I think, those are less than 500 bucks, uh, and so for, a, and they're they're pretty low population. So for a 2012 Anthony Davis, you know, rookie card, less than 500 bucks, uh, I, I like that one as a buy.
1: All right, Simon, you get the honor of closing us out today. Uh, it was a pleasure. Always enjoyed working with you. Show off your mail card, and let's get out of here.
3: All right, uh, you can find me at. Yeti Boom Films on Twitter. Uh, it's been a great five years at Roto Grinders. I appreciate everyone and shout out to uh, uh, to Cam too for getting this whole uh, this whole card thing going over at Roto Grinders. And and he was he was uh, pretty high on Russ Wilson on the off season back when he was uh, trading for about three hundred dollars or so. So Cam uh, made a good call on that one. Got to give him a shout out for that. Um, as far as my card this week, I bought a Odell Beckham uh, 2013 rookie ticket I believe it's 13 rookie ticket autograph contenders this is a Bgs 9.5 I'd mentioned this one in one of my target articles recently as a guy that I was looking at and I found an opportunity on on eBay to pick it up and I bought it for about 120 which was a pretty good price compared to what had been uh, selling at recently and I took advantage of that uh, that week one. Uh, bad performance in 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 hopes that the browns recover this season and they start picking things up I also bought a uh, Baker mayfield um, PSA9 prism uh, prism uh, base card I believe for under a 100 bucks so that was another one that i'm in, I was investing in I think uh, Baker and Odell will come around this season and and I think the browns in general might might uh, be potential playoff contenders by the end of the season.
1: There you have it. Uh, we much appreciate you guys watching the show. Once again, we do ask that you like and subscribe. For Brennan, for Simon, for Jeff, I was Dean. Thanks for watching Sports Car Grinders here at Rotor Riders. Go Heat. We're out of here. Holler.